Shoot Brothers Podcast, the one and only wrestling podcast hosted by Mike the Shoot Shepherd and Cam Thunder Osborne. I'm here. I am here. I am clapping along with uh, with ever uh, the studio audience today. Um, studio audience. Yes, we got a couple people with their masks and gloves on watching the shows, singing along, clapping. Uh, but we're here. Wrestling's still going. It's strong. It's live. Some of it was live, I think. Uh, <laughs> it's wrestling. Some yeah. of it was live, I think. Yeah, a lot of it was taped. But, uh, yeah, things are going. Pay-per-views are happening. Uh, tweets are still occurring. So... <laughs> that's no yeah, that, the, uh, that that is true the world doesn't stop um you know we're doing great out here i'm still my personal wrestling consumption um schedule has not changed which i feel like has been nice uh i remain unaffected by the taped versus pre-taped um i'm never watching it live anyways yeah yeah so me, my person well, you know so my personal schedule is still uh is still on par but everything's uh wild right now so let's just keep moving because you mentioned before twitter and uh you know we have a tweet of the week champion it's the tweet of the week it's the tweet of the week we must <laughs> we must we always do i don't think there's been a single week where that has <laughs> not occurred um I don't want to call it out, but there may have. Uh, okay. Um, God, Hulkster's been on a tear the past two weeks. Um, <laughs> I think he's coming fresh off of his uh, his thoughts about vaccinations, I believe. Vaccines. Yeah, that was an interesting one. That was an interesting one. Um, but, okay, so uh, this was actually something pretty cool that Nielsen Sports put out. They put out their uh, top ten athletes... Uh, like social media handles with the highest amount of engagement. Mm-hmm. Okay, right over the past uh, what year that it was, and um, this is pretty sick because like the winner by a huge margin is WWE ath- uh, athletes over other um over like other sports and stuff right so it's like engagement is everything that like across all social media platforms you got facebook you got twitter you got instagram um so i got to give it to number one on the list mike you will probably not be surprised number one on the list mandy rose whoa mandy rose is the most engaged with athlete um like out of all sports which is crazy in all of the world of social media of everything in all of the world of social media um wwe athletes actually represent 40 percent of sport athlete athlete uh social media interaction because coming up two on the list is actually sasha banks you have natalia at number four and uh what's that what's her name lana uh number six there's a clear trend going on, and here. Liv Morgan at number ten, uh, yes. which is uh, which is crazy. Um, Any men in the top ten? No men in the top ten. Yeah, um, so and all, and uh, all the men <laughs> that aren't, you know, you have Giannis, Antetokounmpo number three, Tom Brady's number five, <laughs> Julian Edelman's number seven, Trey Young, and then Patrick Mahomes. So there's definitely a trend going on here. Um, but you know, Mandy Rose is top of the list, so I got to give it to her. Mandy Rose is. Uh, Maybe not only the Twitter League champion, but like the 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 social media the of the week, social media champion, the, the social world. media champion of the world, uh, giving it to you, Mandy Rose. All right. Yeah. Is there um, was there a tweet to go with it, or that's just the fact? That's, that's just the fact. Yeah. No, okay. she's that's uh, good. she's that's achieved good for me. Um, that's so much, for me. so much in uh, her her time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, she's currently doing all right on television. So. 
And taking that belt away from nasty old get off my television Hulk Hogan. Uh, yeah, dirty old man. <laughs> dirty old uh, Hulk Hogan. Uh, I guess uh, yeah, one other, two other tidbits of news here. Throw it in. Fun. Uh, of course, uh, the releasening last week <laughs> sent shockwaves. Shockwaves through the world. Shockwaves through not only not only the the world, yeah, this show, the community at large, really. Yes, uh, exactly. So I much saw people great on content. The streets. <laughs> I saw people on the streets protesting. There were si- there were flags half mass. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, one man that kind of uh, a couple days later he thought he might have escaped, but he didn't because Cassius Ono has also been released. Oh no. Oh no! Not that we've seen him much, but uh, you know he was a good vet, good presence in the to have around. I think he was on NXT UK currently, right? For uh, yeah, that's probably why we haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah, there was this <clears throat> string of right when NXT was really getting hot, um, when Cassius Ono was everybody's first match, like or yeah. first kind of like match <laughs> on a pay per view, and he would put you over every time. I think it happened to like. Velveteen, Matt yeah, Matt Riddle, Velveteen Dream, uh, possibly yeah. like Andrade or Drew, one of those two guys, like right when the yeah, shows are getting hot. I could see that. Alistair Black, maybe. So probably, like yeah, probably Alistair <laughs> Black, yeah. And he'd put all those guys over. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He was. Too uh, bad. Too bad. The, release, the we'll releasing see. knows no bounds, right? No. Which is the two scary part. Um, and then uh, one final, final piece of news uh, because one of our champions has been traded. What? As, uh, Rob <laughs> Gronkowski, the 24-7 mm. champion, is now property of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which makes you wonder what's going to happen with this title. Everyone's wants to. Everyone's wants to. I say he keeps it, keeps it into the NFL season, starts bringing that thing to the, the games. No, the man's retired from football. He hasn't played football no, but in I like think this two is, years. He just got traded to the Bucs where Tom Brady is. He's mm-hmm. coming back. It's done. It's a done deal. You think it's a done deal? It's a done deal. He's on um, the field. John Hill's there. He's there as we speak. Uh, yeah. And I want him to keep that title. Bring it to the NFL. On, I mean, Fox is already with SmackDown, so there you and go. And I'm sure there's a, there's definite business interest there between the WWE and just, well, we know the state of Florida, right? Just in general, right? Yeah. Making yeah. wrestling essential business. I mean, of course, they were going to have Mania they there. Was, and I think, exactly. you know, like we Bucks. said before, they're after <laughs> Los Angeles next year. They're going to have it there again. Yeah, redo. No, like, yeah, a redo. There's clearly some interest there. Who knows? It'd be pretty fun. Yeah, so, anyway. If R-Truth that. pinned Rob Gronkowski, like, at <laughs> halftime or something of a, of a Tampa Bay Bucks game. <laughs> hey. Yeah, you know, they'd, uh, they'd be able to, like, okay, yeah, no bumps, but you can get rolled up. That's all we can do. <clears throat> yeah, no bumps. And he's got to wear football equipment while you do it. <laughs> but there you go. That's our tweet. That's our news. That's everything. Well, wow, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of big stuff. Um, it's been a little, yeah, it's been a wild one, a wild week. Uh, you know the releasing, uh, of course, which is uh, Just another part of this crazy. Goddamn! I don't even know what to say. No, we're gonna bring it up later on in the show when we talk about Wednesday night. It'll come up, I'm sure. It's gonna uh, it's gonna come up before uh, when we get to our Wednesday night. But even before Wednesday night, there was Monday night, and even before Monday night, <laughs> we were uh, we were live for some Friday night SmackDown. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. They used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown yes, Live. Yes, we um, were. We were, um, or live. Uh, yeah, we were there. Let's just say yeah. we were there. Let's just say. Perfect. Uh, so Bliss Cross were there. They come out first. 
We got the moment of bliss. Um, they bring out their guest, Universal Champion Braun Strowman. You know, they congratulate him for beating Goldberg, and he says, thank you, and he congratulates them on becoming the first ever two-time women's tag champs, which didn't even really even realize, but... Neither uh, did I. Yeah. Then they talk about Bray Wyatt calling out Braun last week, and he's like, yeah, you know, I used to be part of that family, but I want to forget all about that past. He didn't create me. Everything I've achieved, I've done it on my own. And then Bliss goes to ask another question, but then Braun's like, hey, wait a minute. Is that for me? And then he goes <laughs> over to the corner of the ring where there's a little wrapped up gift and Braun's like oh thanks Lexi you didn't have to uh but then Bliss is just like uh Braun but he opens the gift up and pulls out his old black sheep mask that he used to wear when he was in the Wyatt uh and then Bliss and Crash is kind of slowly back out of the ring and Wyatt's laugh plays and that was it yeah it echoes throughout it the echoes uh, throughout through the whole the... performance center. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Ha. <laughs> and then I think Cole and Graves officially announced that the, they will fight at Money in the Bank. At Money in the Bank. Okay. Yeah. Um oh yeah, great. Uh who knows what the hell is going to happen there. It's funny that I guess with Roman Reigns out presumably for the next little while, like what's what's what else is happening on SmackDown right now in a think... main event type of scene? Yeah, I think it's kind of wide open this universal title. I don't know. I could almost see it going right back to Bray if they wanted to. Yeah, it seems like, like it seems like all the fun people have been involved around uh, that IC title, around Sami Zayn. Like that's been a lot. That's been all the the fun stuff <clears throat> lately. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We don't even know what kind. Is this just going to be a regular match? Is it going to be the Fiend? Is it going to be Bray? Is it going to be another Funhouse type thing? Another Funhouse match? Who the heck knows? Yeah, but uh, someone else who's been featured a lot lately. Tamina's here. She's taking on Sasha Banks, and if she beats her, she gets a title shot at Bailey. Um, before the match, Sasha tries to give her a little boss t-shirt, and she's just like, this is a small, I wear an extra large, and she throws it away. And I'm like, extra large, you're selling yourself a little short. But that's okay! She tosses Sasha around for a bit. The boss fights back because she's better. But, uh, yeah, later on, Tamina gets tossed outside the ring. Bailey takes off her shoe and is ready to smack her with it. But Lacey Evans comes out, hits a running Superman forearm, takes out Bailey, and then Sasha back in the ring gets super kicked by Tamina and pinned. So Tamina gets a title shot. Who saw that coming? Gets a title shot and a push, and that's all right. It's okay. It's better than Naya. So. Or just <laughs> doing something and seeing it through. Hey, man. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. all you can ask for. Yeah, you know, these past three, four weeks or whatever, they've they've been pushing Tamina, so she'll get her title shot. She probably won't win, but at least she had, you know, she survived the releasing. She survived the releasing and got a, um, you know someone who survived the releasing that uh, I thought of the other day um, was Curtis Axel. And, uh, yeah. and, and the other Dallas. guy, Bo Dallas, yeah. Yeah, maybe because they're sons of legends, I guess. Oh, yeah, they want to keep the uh, the good relationship up, I guess, then. Yeah, with their dead father. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, that's a good point. We haven't seen that guy in a long, long time. Long, but, uh, long time, I know. Oh, well. Uh, but Charlie Caruso, she's not getting released because she's she's one of the best they got. Backstage interviewer, she's interviewing Lacey, and uh, she says, Sasha got a taste of her own medicine after what she done to me and my family, and I'm not going to stop until that mission's over. So I guess there's your little side feud, Lacey-Sasha. Perfect. Yeah. Why not? Two of my faves. <laughs> and we got Seamus taking on Denzel Dejournette. Um, 
Yeah, you know what's going to happen here. Sheamus clobbers him around, hits the broke kick, gets the win. And then after the match, Sheamus is bad. He's in Cole's face. Michael Cole talking about Jeff Hardy. So I guess that's going to be the, the return feud. Perfect. Couple yeah, old, just a so, couple, couple old guys going at it. Yeah, they're hyping it up. They showed part two of the, the Jeff Hardy journey. This one was all about his struggles with addiction. With addiction, and drug. And, hey, well, hey, this is a PG show, kids. This isn't, but, uh, you it's know. It's real life. It's real. It's it's real life. They showed mug shots and all that. Yeah, the little, the, the little siren sound effect in the background <laughs> when you and like and the sound of the jail cell closing. Yeah. You know, like that. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, it's like all those mad commercials. Exactly. Exactly. Mothers uh, against uh, drunk driving. There you go. Yeah. So he'll be back soon. We're looking forward. But uh, backstage, Carmella's here and she's scolding Dana Brooke. For being in a Money in the Bank qualifier match when she should be prepping for their tag title shot next week. But Dana's like, nah, I got this. So <laughs> that's next. Dana Brooks taking on Naomi for the Money in the Bank qualifier. Mm -hmm. uh, Dana's talking smack, looking aggressive. I like this side of her. She always looks a little bit better every time we see her. Mm -hmm. whatever, little, whatever little TV time she gets. But anyways, Naomi puts up a good fight. She hits that rear view for a two count. She goes for the split-legged moonsault. But Brooke rolls out of the way and then follows up with a sunset flip into a pin and gets the three count. Her biggest win of her career, I think. That could be. You know, I feel like she's always in. Yeah, she's always in a qualifying match and then lose. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and now she's <laughs> in a qualifying match and won. And just like Tami and just like Tamina over, you know, on the other side there. Like, let's freshen. Let's just freshen it all up. Yeah, this is fun. You know, she'll, she'll be in a ladder match. We'll see what she can do. And it'll be. And she's she's I huge. Mean, she can lift. Uh, she can yeah, lift up to Mina. She's gonna she can, that, muscle yeah, on. That'll be fun. Be she can do some fantastic. fun stuff. Um, then Sonya Deville comes out. <clears throat> Sonya Deville wants to clear the air with our Tweet of the Week champion Mandy, and this this whole situation with Otis and Ziggler and everything. And Mandy's been avoiding her calls for weeks, and she just wants her to come out, make things right. And she starts getting really emotional here. It was I thought it was pretty good acting. Uh, you know, she's talking about they've been together day one, and finally Mandy comes out. She's like, what? You know, and anyways, they're talking about how close they are, and, uh, you know, last five years, you were more than family to me, and what I'm trying to say is you are the most selfish human being I've ever met in my life. She swerved her, and then Mandy's like, what? What does this have to do with Otis and me? And she's like, always about you, bitch, and anyways, eventually, uh... Yeah, she talks about striking a deal with Ziggler. People come out. I think Ziggler comes out to calm things down. And then Otis comes out. Everyone starts fucking around. <laughs> yeah. Anything you remember from this segment? I thought um, it was good. I thought it was good mic work from Mandy. This um, this was great from both of them. I yeah. Thought. No, Sonya, um, or, I mean, Sonya was what I meant to say. Sonya did really well. Uh, yeah, Mandy well, did her part. As well. uh, no, of course. No, one thing. Um, uh, When I think of like a mid-card woman's feud literally ne nothing ever comes to mind and never has it's something that you know it's, it's we often say they'll struggle enough and kind of writing that main card feud uh let alone something especially in a women's division right like this is uh this has been a very very compelling mid card story in the women's division i think that's the coolest yeah. thing i think that's the this coolest has been months thing. in the minute this has been going on since it's like been christmas months of this but it, but but it's but in i'm oh, sorry months in this in the way that in a good way if this was a male, if this was a men's mid card story, this would have been the exact same thing. But uh, we're just seeing it, you know, by different people again, like you know, just trying new things or uh, 
whatever it might be. You know, all these women on the main roster, they have this badass NXT roster that's literally coming for their jobs. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people down there coming for your jobs. You're going to have to step your game up. Like, just because you're on Raw, just because you're on SmackDown, does not mean you're going to be wanted forever. Yeah. And, of course, they had to throw in the bitch in there. She's calls Mandy the, the eye candy, no talent. I was a star of fire and desire, not some centerfold bitch. So there you go. Wait, so Sonya was the fire? She was the star. I don't know. Oh, I guess Mandy was the desire. Yeah. That's what they're saying. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so there you go. Ziggler comes out. He uh, Otis comes out, and all this shit happens. Uh, and then we get Cesaro taking on Daniel Bryan. Money in the Bank qualifier match. Uh, and then early on in the match, we get the screen glitches, and we cut to the hooded figure sitting in front of his screens, and... He says, we've heard all the lies, but when will we hear the truth? And then we it shows little clips of teams like Bliss Cross, Sasha Bailey, Usos, New Day, Ms. Morrison. So he's just teasing one of these teams. Something's going on. Keep your friends close and enemies closer. What's happening, Mike? What is happening? I like it. I like it. Who is it? I'm digging it. Who uh, is it? Who's the well, hacker? Or what? <laughs> so some, uh, some people online have taken this clip and they've slowed the voice down and they've, they've uh, like... They've separated the voice, and they found two voices. One belongs to Mustafa Ali, who's been speculated, and the other belongs to Chad Gable. So who knows? <laughs> Shorty G? Shorty G. Maybe he's, I don't know. Ali G. Well, Team cool. Ali G. Two, two, peop- two people's names, uh, or sorry, two people's voices superimposed on top of each other or something. Yeah. Wild. Uh, I forgot about Ch- I forgot about Chad Gable there for a sec. I I I was still in the Mustafa Ali camp because of that I mean, the logo yeah. thing. I yeah. just don't know why he would want to hack. That's what I'm. Yeah, it seems a little out of character. It seems a little out of character. But if we're if we're repackaging, boom, let's like I go get, for it. He was always kind of like that like that vigilante cop guy. But this is still this is like a little more creepy than that. This is invasion of privacy. Yeah, or yeah, I know what you're saying. I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, because he did those like badass, yeah, he's like, like a, selfie promo kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Like, talking about justice and like that was cool, and, and and still same kind of thing, right? I guess you know, but now he's doing it like a hacking point of view, maybe. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it might not even be him, but uh, of course, we're, think we're about it, to think about it as a team though. That um, you know, a t- like a, yeah, a tag that, team yeah, of that'd be kind of interesting though. Two underutilized guys. Hey, why not? Yeah. But anyways, this uh, there was still a match going on here. Cesaro Bryan doing lots of good mat wrestling. Uh, Bryan's targeting Cesaro's injured arm, going for arm bars. A really stiff kick to his head at one point. Mm. Nice slow-mo replay. Uh, but then eventually Bryan's got the yes lock locked in. Nakamura tries to get in, but Gulak stops him, and Cesaro taps out. So Bryan is in the money in the bank. Pumped about that. Ooh, Former winner. Wow. Yeah. Love Daniel Bryan. And then uh, Elias is backstage on his way to the ring. Corbin attacks him, beats him around, smashes his guitar on him. So why does this feud need to continue? I don't know. There's, there's always one of these, right? It's always Corbin. And it's always last, like, six Corbin. Uh, and he's always in something like this. Wait, who was it before this? I, I can't even remember. Roman. Oh, yeah. It was Roman um, for like eight And then months. Shorty G for months. And then... Uh, Poor guy. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins for months. Uh, months. Anyways, but uh, Daniel Bryan's in Money in the Bank. We're happy about that. Perfect. And next week, they're going to have Gulak taking on that loser Corbin. Mm-hmm. And also Lacey versus Sasha is your other qualifier. So that'll be good. Yeah, that Lacey-Sasha match is going to be Fire. fantastic. And Desire. Hey, 
And hey, but let's go to the main event. Main event. We got the SmackDown tag titles being defended by one man, the the other half of the WrestleMania. We're doing the other one. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, the other half. No ladders this time, just a straight triple threat. We got The Miz defending against Big E and Jey Uso. Uh, so Miz and Jay team up early on. They double suplex Big E through the announce table. Uh, but you know, this match wasn't that long. It was just quick pace, fun stuff. Jay Uso looked all right, like Jimmy did. He can hang on his own. Uh, yeah, eventually Miz locks the figure four onto Uso, but then Big E just comes in, picks him right up into the big ending, and gets the pin. He's won the tag title for the new day. Oh, my Lord. Yes. He's celebrating. We cut to Kofi watching from home, celebrating on his phone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Xavier Woods as well. He pops up. He's celebrating. He's acting like he won the title. This counts as his reign, even though he hasn't been around in six months. He counts. He counts. He says it. He's like, I've won two titles without even being here. They're the new day. (laughs) They all count. They all count. They count. And uh, for those keeping track at home, this was the New Day's eighth overall reign. Eighth tag championship. Holy puts them one away from tying the Dudley boys with nine for most all time. Wow. And I think think we can all say it's a safe bet that they will break that record. Safe bet it's going to happen. You know, to see Big E get that pin too is fantastic. You know, he's always somebody we want to be a a singles boy. Future world champ. Future world champ. Uh, Garen heed and uh and what a main event it was for our new champions yeah that was a lot of fun yeah i mean uh you know the tag title scene they never it always goes hot and cold pretty much on smackdown but uh the you know the new day is never a bad guy to keep around or to put it on of course and with the usos kind of like back in action also and and mismo mismo they've been good yeah they've been good exactly we'll see we'll see um then at some point as well on smackdown they announced that the Money in the Bank briefcase matches will have a different format this year. A whole new format. Yeah, which is pretty fun sounding. Uh, it's going to take place at WWE headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut. And the match is going to start on the ground floor. And they're going to work their way up the building to the rooftop where the briefcase will be hung. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, it's going to be another cinematic type. Yeah, of, what a wild, what a wild step. You know uh, what? People starting on the ground floor. I want people getting stuck in elevators, people crashing through windows, helicopters. I want all sorts of Oh, shit yeah. Like no, it, it leads for there to be many comedy spots. It's going to uh, be like a Die Hard movie. People hopefully. Yeah. Tower. Hopefully hopefully there's a bit where somebody's climbing through a, uh, a like a vent. Yeah. Walking <laughs> through barefoot, broken glass. It could be a lot of fun. And then I guess, do we know anything else about the rest of the matches? Is there a chance that, because uh, as I've been led to believe, there is like a ring above, like at the top. On the roof. So on the roof, may- yeah. maybe the other matches will kind of be filmed at that location. Also just being, out, being outside could be just super cool. Yeah, um, one thing all... we keep forgetting is that WWE has like the most money ever. Yeah, no, they literally uh, to can make they can have these come... things badass. Yeah, I want to see someone come flying in on a helicopter and grab that briefcase <laughs> without having to touch the ground, and everyone's like, "God damn it!" The heist of the century. It could, it could happen. Could happen. They got all month to film this thing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so that's that's gonna be a lot of fun. We'll have two of those. Yeah, just fighting up and down the whole building. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. But uh, let's go right on here to Monday Night Raw, the other half. Perfect. Um, because the there some brands are blue and some brands are red. Let's get raw. Let's get raw. 
they both keep going. Some have just as some have old champions, some have new champions, some have relatively new champions. Uh, yeah. And our our show this week kicks off with a relatively new champion, uh, Drew, <laughs> Drew McIntyre. Yes, the man, the legend, the champion. He ha- yeah, he has the shirt. He has a shirt that is like it's pointing up and it says the man. <laughs> it's pointing down and it says the legend, but then it's like like and his, kind of like circle championship. Yeah, like circled around his midriff is just kind yeah, of like it says like not the penis. <laughs> the champion. So the not kids don't get the penis. penis. Yeah. Uh but yeah, Drew's out there. He's cutting a promo talking about getting jumped last week by Rollins and the Garza gang theory and all those guys. Ooh, the Garza gang. I like that. Yeah. Uh so, but you know, he says, I'm the champ. I know everyone wants to be in my spot. And then Zelina Vega comes out with her gang and, uh, yeah, they, they're cutting promos and then Andrade and they sneak attack from behind, but Drew ends up hitting him with a claymore and Vega tells Garza and Theory to help, but they don't. So Drew does a silent finger countdown and then claymores, claymores. Yeah, Andrade. we're back to the silent claymores, but they're still happening. He still yeah. needs to get the mental countdown. He did the countdown. So yeah, he, he can, so he can attack it. Um... <laughs> Uh yeah, I've been trying to think of names for this little group. Uh, I was trying to for a long time last week, trying to work on yeah. like Vega bonds. Austin like, Theory throws be- it off by being different than the real. The you know, but uh, <laughs> as long as they put them in the same color, and I'll believe it. You know, yeah, uh, no, 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 it's fine. Yeah, Zelina and the Vega bonds was the best one I came <laughs> up with. Uh, but we'll 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 check back on that next week, Mike. Maybe you can. You can come up we'll with see. come up yeah, with your own know. little names and then we'll uh we'll compare them. We'll think. Uh but we got another money in the bank qualifier match here. Alistair Black taking on Austin Theory. Selena Vega's on commentary, but then at some point she just gets up, comes down to distract her husband Alistair, which allows Theory to gain control. They go back and forth a while. Uh, you know, Austin Theory avoids one black mask, but then Alistair connects with that black mask shortly after and gets the win, earning his spot in the money in the bank. Which is fantastic, his first Money in the Bank match. Uh, and what fun it must be, uh, you know, for the two of them, for Zelina Vega to hop on a mic and just run down uh, <laughs> her husband. I think that's a lot of fun. I think that is, uh, you know, I know th- those work brothers don't know what we're talking about, but we're over here on the no. Shoot Brothers. We know what we're we'll talking about. We'll have to about. hear from them one day. We'll have to hear from them one day and see what they have to say <laughs> about this whole Zelina Vega, Alistair Black thing. Well, for then, yeah, I think I always, you know, that's 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 a little silver lining to that this feud. Yeah. Um, then we got Shayna Baszler coming out. She has a little interview with Charlie, and they talk about her breaking Sarah Logan's arm, who they mentioned a couple times on the show by name, mm. even though she's supposedly released. Mm. Yeah, so Sarah Logan broke an arm. Shayna Baszler did win that match last week, even though it was confusing. She's in Money in the Bank. <laughs> even, even though it was confusing. The ring announcer was confused. We weren't. But anyways, uh, Shayna's taken on Indy Hartwell. Indy from NXT, but... We don't really know much about her. Well, I, I had no so, clue who this person was. Yeah. So Shayna beats her around uh, and does the same spot from last week where she stops the arm to end the match from ref stoppage. So they're they're putting over this arm break spot for her now. Yeah. No, they're um, everything. Ba- everything Shayna has been doing since Mania has been spot on. You know, like she's yeah. she's this tough. is better than the vampire. The yes. Breaking arms is better than biting. <laughs> Very much so. She's tough. Uh, she's badass, and I think she's still the favorite uh, to probably like win Money in the Bank. 
I don't know. We'll, we'll, uh, we, uh, you know we'll, there's still some open slots here. There's so still some open slots here, of course. I'm not making it. Or, um, you know, I mean, or maybe Becky Lynch just needs a match anyways. Or Well, she still might have a match anyways on the mm-hmm. show. But, uh, yeah, after Shayna wins, she beats her up some more. She ends up locking her arm in a ladder and kicks it into some steel steps. So she's really, she's yeah, she's really putting over this uh, this goon Shayna, <laughs> and she keeps. I like now how she just leaves through the. She doesn't leave through the entrance. She just like goes through the, I don't know the 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 bell area. The little the yeah, just like the little yeah. back area. <laughs> whatever <laughs> she's like, the Fuck heck. This, I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, then we get Ricochet, Cedric Alexander taking on Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink. The Vink is back. The Vink again. is back, <laughs> baby. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know, you know what the deal is. Ricochet, Cedric, they get the win here. They continue their momentum. They hit the little recoil lumbar check combo. They don't have you know, Ric- Ricochet's sporting uh, like his new look now. He's doing the trunks thing now. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. He, he, they were he co- went from they the were, full body suit to the pants. To the yeah, trunks. they were color coordinated too. Uh, these guys work great as a little team together. Uh, who's the yeah. who, are, who are the champs on Raw right? now? Tag champs, uh, street profits. Right, right. Um, you know, yeah. th- this is this this is a fun this is a fun group to go against anyone. Yeah, these two yeah. guys. You'll get an entertaining match. Yeah, certainly. And he grew his uh, his beard back. Oh a little well, yeah, bit. he grew it back. I did notice that too. <laughs> clean shave was a little, it was all too clean for me with the bald head. <laughs> uh, but then uh, big bad Nia Jax is here to take on sweet little Kyrie Sane. Uh, Nia Jax tosses poor Kyrie around like a rag doll, including mm-hmm. this awful-looking buckle bomb. Where I don't know, she kind of came up short and yeah, looked like a painful landing for Kyrie there. Yeah, it didn't look that good. Or maybe yeah. are, are you are we sure it didn't look good? Or are we just I mean, saying it, it, it looks because... good in the sense it looked painful, but I don't think it was as smooth as it should have been. As it should have been. Hmm. But uh, you know, Kyrie gets a couple strikes in. She tries working over Nia's big knee. But uh, she manages to knock her down at one point, too. She goes for the insane elbow, but Nia avoids, picks her up, and hits that big Samoan drop for the win. So the push continues. The push continues. You know, this irresistible force. Uh, you know, Jack, uh, Diana X is still... No, she's, the, she's the immovable object. Is that what she's called? Hey, she's the... No, that's ir- what it was. It's the irresistible force versus the immovable object. Oh. And I'd say she's the big object, wouldn't you? Wait, then who's... Hulk Hogan was the irresistible force. Andre oh. the Giant was the immovable object. Oh, okay. I mean, you can use it in any way you want. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What do they call no. her? What do they call her? I mean, they might have called her that, but yeah, I'm that's what. Her. No, that's what I swear I can like picture, fucking Michael Cole saying or something. He might, <laughs> or whoever. But I, I'm justifying mine. Of course, of course. Yes. The immovable object. There you go. Seth Rollins comes out. Cuts a little, or no, he doesn't. He's he's at home. He's cutting mm-hmm. a promo at home. The <laughs> old home promo. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it talks about Drew wanting that title. Uh, they're gonna fight at Money in the Bank. Uh, I don't think we haven't seen Kevin Owens since WrestleMania, have we? We have since not. He jumped off that. But I think we saw a promo, a pre-recorded thing, but that's it. Oh yeah, yeah, in the parking garage or something. Yeah, that da- that that dangerous parking garage. Yeah. But uh, anyways, we got another Money in the Bank qualifier here. MVP taking on Apollo Crews. Huh. Uh, MVP coming yeah. back. Retired twice, but he's back. <laughs> uh, he cuts a little promo before the match. He's still pretty good on the mic. He's uh, yeah, He's got good talk. <laughs> uh, yeah, the match was, uh, you know, evenly fought. A little short. Crews gets the win with his little spinning sit-out powerbomb move. Pretty mm-hmm. good. 
Uh, Michael Cold called it the biggest whip of Apollo Crews' career. It could be, you know, making it to uh, a Money in the Bank match puts you yeah. probably the main event of the pay-per-view. In so. immediate uh, contention, you know, so. Yeah, and you know, he's very athletic. He can do some flips, some crazy shit. Exactly. Flip off a helicopter. We'll see. <laughs> Flip off of the helicopter, yeah. Yeah. Then we get uh, the wonderful Liv Morgan taking on Ruby Riot. Uh, and Liv, she looks better all the time. Looks great here. Getting pretty smooth in that ring. Uh, she hit on real nice insecurity. They're going back and forth. Ruby's in control. Ruby's going for a clothesline, but then Liv just follows her, hits a quick flatliner off the middle rope. Still love that finisher. She gets the win. Yeah, she's looking uh, better and better each each week. Uh, like since yeah. her since her comeback, uh, her, since her forced possibly comeback, <laughs> um, she's looked fantastic in this uh, in this television, especially like in this television formats change. Yeah, so she's they, you know they're they're she's getting kind of built up on her own on the side here. Agreed. So we'll yeah. See what to, and uh, yeah, love that finisher. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they call it. They just know. call it the flatliner. Hey man, I believe I listen. I believe you. You can call you. You can call any move anything, and it's not as long as I don't like explicitly know what you're talking about. You'll you'll probably have me fooled. Sounds good. Like I know uh, you know you, you don't don't sell me a choke slam and tell me it's a destroyer. <laughs> yeah, you're not a fool. You know I uh, no I'm no fool. Yeah, but, you're uh, not going to call a senton a moonsault. Like oh, I, I wouldn't faux pas like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but let's go on here. Rey Mysterio taking on Murphy in a Money in the Bank qualifier. Another qualifier. The last of the Raw men's side. And this was a damn good match, I thought. You know, uh, Buddy Murphy was doing some Lucha-style mm-hmm. stuff with Rey. You know, and he's talking trash, saying, hey, not bad for an old man. I love the empty arena, being able to hear the trash. Well, I don't love the empty yeah, arena. Yeah, sometimes, well, sometimes uh, it worked. Yeah, it worked for this match. Yeah, it, it also works worked for in the that, trash talk. It also worked in that last match, the Liv Morgan uh, Yeah, Ruby. Yeah, Ruby Rat. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, this match was great. Murphy starts stomping on Ray's hands. They're they're selling like he dislocated his finger or something. He's, uh, yeah, starts working that thing over. Uh, Ray hits a Panama Sunrise at one point, followed by the 619. And the frog splash, and he gets the win. He's going to Money in the Bank. And what a great match! What a like pay per view, yeah, possibly wor- possibly worthy match, you know. Um, which is great, you know. I mean, Buddy Murphy kind of keeps, you know, he's he's never really won, but he's certainly been on a lo- bit of a losing streak lately, right? How long can he keep losing before uh, he moves away from Seth? Yeah, yeah, you he's got to you know, he's got to maybe find his own path cuz right now he's just Seth Rollins as lackey and maybe mm-hmm. he won't always want to be that. Maybe are we get it going to, you know, are we building to Seth buddy uh I noticed too uh what's the, he had written on his pants. What what's the word? It was like something about yeah, being I don't even know what's called. Like, like disciple? I think it was disciple, like Seth disciple. Oh yeah, like disciple Murphy or something. Yeah, something like that. So. I mean, yeah, the guy gets a fu- his fucking half his name taken away. 50% of his <laughs> name is removed. Yeah. Uh and then he's just expected to start losing some matches. No, he's going to stand up for himself. Yeah. So we'll see. He's got a yeah, crack at some point. Yeah, exactly. Uh but then we get a bit of a surprise match here. Charlotte Flair taking on Caden Carter. I'm just wondering why this isn't on NXT. We need but, our weekly uh, dose, baby. We need our weekly dose. Yeah, so Charlotte's here. She's the NXT Women's Champ. Uh, 
you know, Carter gets a couple moves in. She surprises Charlotte early on, but, you know, it doesn't take much for the queen to strike back and lock in that figure eight for the submission win. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, we're bringing this NXT belt on the other show. You know, I mean, there's going to be a lot of this to get Charlotte. Where's Becky? Uh, we can get Becky all week. I, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I think we're just getting a lot of this because we're trying to get more eyes on NXT. Yeah, I'm fine and that's with why, that. That's why they did in the first place, right? Or that's why it feels like they did it. Yeah. yeah. I'm just wondering. I don't feel like we haven't seen Becky since a little while. Yeah. But anyways, Andrade is taking on Akira Tozawa here. Uh, this was another fun little match. Tozawa got a lot of f- offense in. A lot but, of it, uh, yeah. Yeah, probably more. Yeah, probably like 80% of the match. But uh, Andrade, he gets, uh, he ends up hitting that hanging hammerlock DDT off the top turnbuckle for the win. Such a cool match. Such a cool uh, maneuver that one is. I like that. Yeah, that, hammer- that looks great. It's like the Randy Orton's, but even higher up and with one arm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Something that wasn't really worth mentioning uh, throughout the night, Bobby Lashley was just progressively lifting bigger tires. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> I forgot about that, too. Yeah. See, it happened like three or four times, but I didn't need to. He's, uh, I guess, because clearly we're building to the divorce of Bobby Lashley and yeah, Lana. Lana. So, yeah, Rusev's gone. Lana's still there. Uh, um, I mean, I guess that's don't... the big storyline right now is the divorce angle. <laughs> the divorce angle. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, yeah, he was lifting tires. <laughs> so. uh, then we get Bianca Belair taking on Santana Garrett. And this was just a good uh, showcase match for Belair. Street Profits on commentary going nuts for every single thing she does. Uh, but yeah, she's strong as hell. She shows off that strength, gets the win with her KOD. Belair's looking good. You know, between Bel Air, Liv Morgan, Nia Jax, Becky Lynch, there's a lot of contenders being built up here. You know, like we said, you know, the, this women's division is getting so talented that, you know, there's maybe not necessarily room just for one, you know, for one person at the top of a totem pole, right? We have to be a short period of time away from some kind of women's mid-card belt. Uh, well, there's I mean, just yeah, too many wanna... people. There's too many people. And they don't want to use the tag titles. You know, so. want, yeah. <laughs> and it's easier to introduce an entire new belt with a lineage than it would uh-huh. be to for than to, to come up with a reason for two people to like each other, uh, yeah. because it's more believable that that we have a new belt than it would be uh, for women to get along. We'll see. Yeah. All I know is it would have a white strap. That's all I know. Okay. Based on history. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we love Belair. She's looking great. Looking great. But let's go let's go to the main event here. Drew McIntyre taking on Angel Garza. And of course, Drew, he's got to deal with Vega and all the other on the outside causing trouble. Uh, and Drew even did some high flying in this match. He did that tope can hero over the top rope. The tope <laughs> suicida. That looks better than anything yeah. Seth Rollins has ever done. Uh, just going over the top rope. It was impressive, yeah. I, for a big man going, like that. Oh, huge. The guy's got to be like 6'6", six, six, right? This guy's a brick shit house, and he's flipping himself over. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. Oh, how much fun. How fun this guy is. Yeah. And he did another. Like, he climbed the top. He did a flying forearm with the kip up after. He was looking good. Looking like a little Shawn Michaels. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, eventually, uh, or at one point, Drew hits a massive boot, which nailed Garza right near the eye. Cut him open. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually, of course, he hits the Claymore, gets the win. 
yeah, Garza was bleeding. Drew was bleeding a bit from his elbow, but, you know, makes the Claymore look even more badass when a guy's bleeding from the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Drew stands tall to end the show. He's, he's working his way through the, the Vagabonds. The va exactly, the Vagabonds. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. Um, Drew McIntyre's been doing an incredible job since, uh, like, you know, even building up to Mania and including now. Even, like, you see the front of the, po uh, the, front of the Money in the Bank poster. I'm sure you've seen it. Uh, it's fucking him, like, or like you know, he's there and everyone's climbing yeah. up, but he's dead center. It's a cool he, poster. He's fucking, I like he's how they're smiling. All... Uh, yeah. you know, this is this is a, you know, Drew, Drew McIntyre is gonna be a fantastic WWE champion. So, uh, yeah, this will be a. Does fun he have run. a match at uh, a at th at the thing? Does he have a match? Drew? Yeah, he's taking on Seth. Oh, Drew uh, Seth! Hey! But you know what? What? Uh, Charlotte. Charlotte is on this poster. She does not have a match. Not yet. Becky Lynch is nowhere to be found on this poster, which I, I did notice that Becky Lynch is nowhere to be found. Uh, which they, is they should have. Which the is funny. Bailey's on there. They got Bailey, Braun, Drew, and Charlotte. And and in be. theory, you know, uh, like someone's competing for a chance to possibly at Becky's belt. Right, so she yeah, would be so there. You would think um, it'd be a lot of fun if they like throw in an NXT performer. Uh, well, they gotta do something because that I would mean, be oh man that that would be such a such a great swerve if they threw in an NXT performer they win and they come after Charlotte boom you know that'd be so yeah. fun that would be so fun yeah there are still uh, to be determined slots there are TBDAs even though they might be filming it already who the heck knows yeah what was the A for to be determined answers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that uh, was Monday Night Raw, though, folks. Uh, Mike, I think we should take a break. Yes, let's take a break. We'll come back right. with trivia, of course, Wednesday night. Uh, so stick around. And we're back. We're back with the second half of the show. The Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast. We're everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere you can find the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast, of course. Uh, we covered our first half of the week. You know, of course, we have Wednesday night coming up. But there's only one way to start off our second half of the show. And that is, of course, with some trivia. Trivia. Mike, I have three questions for you this week. Okay, I'll give you four, uh, but it's kind of, if you don't know the first one, it might all fall apart. Uh-oh. Okay, I also <laughs> I also have a new uh, format that uh, I do need to explain how it works. Um, yeah. But I, you'll be able to get it. You'll be able to get it. Okay. Let's try it. Let's try it out. Let's try it out, Mike. Go. Go ahead. Okay, mine's not any complicated format. It's just some questions. Uh, money in the bank's coming up, but it's not necessarily about money in the bank. It's just some money-related trivia. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, but wrestling stuff, wrestling money-related. Okay, sure. Uh, so let's start off. If you don't get this one, it might all be over. So who is the Million Dollar Man? Uh, the Million Dollar Man had, a, had his million dollar belt. Uh, Ted DiBiase, wasn't it? That is correct. You got it. I got it. I've done a little keep bit of... Keep that in mind. I'll keep, keep that in mind. Ooh, I like I like yeah. this. That sounds fun. 
Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, Mike, uh, this week for you, I have uh, res- I don't know how, what to call it. I don't know what to call the theme of trivia. Uh, Matt, I've been, Matt and I have been working on the name. Uh, I couldn't really come up with anything. So we're going up with uh, uh, wrestling name mashups. Okay, which might actually not even explain the best way. Okay, so here's what we're doing. We're putting two names together. Um, I'm going to ask you a series of questions. I'm actually looking for two names, two different people. Okay, mm-hmm. and their names are such that one name will run into the other. You know, so the end of one person's name is actually the start of another person's name, and I'm looking for both of them. And I will phrase to you these questions. I'll give you a quick and I'll give you a quick example, and I think you'll be able to understand. Okay. So, your first hint would be married to Beyonce and a rock band with beards. You think the answer might be Jay Z Z Top. You got it. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Sounds like right. You, sounds like fun. Sounds. It uh, sounds like it could work. Okay, Mike. Because uh, today, um, you know, because the sports season is gone, wrestling keeps going, but all the rest of the sports are done. Um, I was thinking about some hockey lately. So these are actually going to be hockey wrestling name mashups. Okay. Okay. So you're going to get a series of clues, and I'm going to need to see hear both names for these to work. Okay. So let's go over an easy one. Um, okay, Mike. So your first your first clue. Played in Europe before they went pro and premiered in WCW before going to WWF. Uh, clue number two. Um, in ECW, had a series of promos with a co-host named Bongo and holds their franchise record for fastest to 25 goals. Final clue, Mike. Uh, holds the NHL record for consecutive games with a shot on goal to start their career. And made their film debut in the 2005 hit, The Longest Yard. The Longest Yard. Okay. So, the first clue, you said they played in Sweden, not that they were from Sweden? Ah, uh, well, I said they played in Europe before going oh, Europe. to okay, NHL. So not necessarily Sweden. No, no, okay. I said, uh, yeah, Europe. They played in Europe before coming to the NHL. They were, uh, they had the most shots on goals in a row to start a career. Yep. Uh, what was the other hockey stuff? Uh, has their franchise record for uh, fastest to 25 goals. Mm-hmm. So that's all the hockey clues? That's all the hockey clues you got. Okay. And, okay, give me some wrestling one again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, you'll Sorry, get it for this one, and then uh, you'll be able to figure it out. Uh, okay. okay, premiered in WCW before going to WWF. Yeah. Uh, in ECW, had a series of promos with a co-host named Bongo, mm-hmm. and uh, made their film debut in the 2005 hit The Longest Yard. See, I'm trying to think of who was in The Longest Yard. The only... I know there are some wrestlers in it. Mm-hmm. Like I know, I know the great Kali was in it, but it's not him. So that doesn't. And he he was on the uh, the the good guys team. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember. Either who were the other wrestlers? I know Joey Diaz was in it. Yeah, Joey Diaz <laughs> was in this movie. Doesn't he die in this movie? I think he might. Like he has like uh, a heart attack or something before. Uh... I'm trying to think. So of course Adam Sandler. Uh, was Goldberg in it? 
I feel like there was a bald wrestler in it. Uh, Goldberg Austin. Goldberg was in this movie. That is correct. Yeah. Goldberg was in the movie. Is that... <laughs> mm. There was another wrestler there in there, though. A couple. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Could, would, I, would I be able to get the hockey team the player played for? Uh, sure, I'll give it to you on this one. The Toronto Maple Leafs. I was actually kind of thinking the Leafs. Okay. I'm going to say Steve Austin Matthews. Uh, I'll give it to you. I was looking oh, I was looking for I was looking for the I was looking for the Stone Cold Steve Austin stone Matthews. Stone Cold Steve Austin Matthews. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you're right. That was it. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, you gave me the little extra clue there. Maybe a little extra clue. Uh, but yes, that was good. This is a very fun game. Okay, now 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 you got it. Now you've now you've got, I got it. it. Now I got you, it. Now yes. you've got you it. Gave me, you gave Perfect. me some help on that. Okay, what uh, what do you have next? What do you have next? All right, you know who the million dollar man is? Yes, Ted DiBiase. All right, and he kind of already said it, but what title did he introduce? Yeah, it was called something like that, like the million dollar, uh, like the million dollar belt, or the or like the I call it something. Give me a second, yeah, million dollar thing. Uh, what is it? What is it? I don't what kind know. of yeah, what, like, what kind of belt is it? Like what's it called? I can picture it too. Like it's all the money. <laughs> it's all the money signs. The million dollar. The million dollar championship. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's, that's it. <laughs> yes, that's it. Perfect. All right. There you go. I Excellent. got them. For yeah. Now you yeah. Your turn. Um. Okay. So this one's gonna be another. This one's gonna be another uh, one for you here. Okay. So uh, next wrestling hockey name matchup. Yes. Uh, they are a uh, former PWG World Tag Team Champion and, mm. and only won a single Stanley Cup in their 20-year career. Um, okay. They've competed in two Royal Rumbles and are a five-time Norris Trophy winner. Um, and uh, they competed on a team called the World's Cutest Tag Team and they rank all time or first all time in goals by a defender. Okay. Five time Norris, but only one cup. So some of the best defensemen ever. Lidstrom won multiple cups. I feel like Bobby Orr won multiple cups. Uh, who's the most goals ever by a D man, you say? That's correct. Uh, who's some, lots of score. Oh, uh, fucking, uh, pop van or coffee. Uh, let me think. Okay. Uh, Got it. see, thinking. I get too focused on one. You're thinking, yeah, well, no, that's, but that's okay. Right. So keep those sort of things in yeah. mind again. Yes. Uh, PWG tag team champ, two Royal rumbles. Uh, they were called, uh, the world's cutest tag team. World's cutest tag team they were part of. Was that while they were in PWG or that That's just correct. Happened? Okay. World's cutest tag team. Two Royal Rumbles. Uh, uh, Ray Bork won a Stanley Cup. He only won one cup. Ooh. He was a great defenseman. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, uh, <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay. 
sounds. That that sounds. Okay. I don't know. Okay, it sounds like good. sounds like it could uh, be something. I don't know. <laughs> okay, Ray Bork. Who ends in Ray? Uh, Candice LeRae Bork. Candice LeRae Bork. <laughs> Um, all those are truths. Uh, world's cutest tag team was uh, when she was with Joey Ryan. Ah, yeah, that was great. Uh, great team. When they they had they a, appeared like to... little like uh, lollipops and stuff. Yeah. That was like their gimmick. <laughs> you need to. Uh, they appeared together on an episode of Glow as well. Oh, really? No fooling. Not as those characters, but basically the exact. Same yeah, thing. just with different names. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you should still need to watch. This I show. do, I do. No, it's on. It's on. Now's the time. It's been on the, the uh, Netflix list for fucking years now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Al- yeah, along no. with Walking Dead, that's been on there for oh, I think I've, the entire yeah, time started. I've had Netflix. The Walking Dead has been on my list of shit to watch. I played the video games. I feel like. Oh, those are fun. Better. Yeah, yeah those are I feel time. like that's a better experience than. Agreed. The, I don't need the show now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my next question for you. As I said, they're kind of all related. If you didn't know who Ted DiBiase was, this would have all fallen apart. Oh, thank God. But you knew who he was. You knew about his championship. And uh, now I want you to name all four men that held that million-dollar championship. There was four men. And uh, you should be able to get at least one. Uh, Okay, I'm going to say him. (laughs) Yes, Ted DiBiase is one of the four. (laughs) Uh, and that's, um, that's pretty much where my knowledge stops. Um, I know he's like early, I know he's like early to mid nineties when I, I, I think, and, uh, I'm going to say him, I can't really picture him like around anybody else, just in like in photos I've seen. I know he has a son, but I don't know if they were like at the same time. Um... <sighs> <laughs> I know he had a son, though. Who knows? I'm going to say the two of them. He did have a son. I'm going to say the. I'm going to say at least the two of them, and uh, I got. I really got no guesses on the other two. All right. Well, yes, him and his son. Hey, Ted no DBS. way! No way! <laughs> Ted DiBiase Jr. He was awarded the title randomly on a Raw like 20 years later. Okay. After. Uh, and then the other two, uh, Virgil, who you would recognize as Soul Train Jones on AEW. Oh, right. He, uh, he then, kicked off a yeah, show older, one time or something, yeah, right? Yeah. He was kind of part of the inner circle, kind of wasn't. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, little. He was Ted DiBiase's uh, partner, manager, Virgil. He won the title off him. Oh, cool. Okay. And then the final name, which might surprise you, is the, the ringmaster, Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve was, Austin? This was not Stone Cold Steve Austin. This was the ringmaster Steve Austin. Oh, you like so a whole different before, gimmick? <laughs> before Stone Cold ever existed, he didn't have much personality. He was just a wrestler in green trunks. He didn't have the beard. He had a bit of hair still. Uh, but he held that million-dollar title. Yeah. I remember. I see a picture. Yeah, no, I want to see a photo of this. Uh... Okay, still he's, still, he's still himself. Just, yeah, he's still uh, himself. He just wasn't the, the beard-drinking, middle-finger, yeah. goatee. Oh, cool. I mean, he's, yeah. So there you go. What do you know? What do you know? I uh, learned something. What do you know? Day. He was like the million dollar man's protege, and that's why he got the belt as well. Interesting. And how does the but, how does the son uh, how does the son so get the put son, into it? The son was actually Randy Orton brought in. He started his uh, his uh, faction called Legacy, where it was Randy Orton, Cody Rhodes, and Ted DiBiase Jr. Okay. And then yeah, it was actually pretty good. Uh, of course, Cody. We all know Cody. But uh, Ted Jr. He kind of retired out of the business. Just didn't uh, hmm. didn't want to do it anymore. So he's out. There you go. That's cool. There you go. Yeah. Okay, We're learning. Okay, Mike. This might be your. This might be the hardest one. Mm-hmm. 
You're really going to have to stretch your mind on this one. Uh, okay, so um, they are a one-time Tweet of the Week champion <laughs> and a six-time Stanley Cup champion. Ooh, okay. Um, their theme song by CFO Dollar Sign is actually used by the Washington Capitals as their goal song. And mm. they played four out of the eight games in the 1972 Canada USSR Summit Series. And your final clue teamed with Danny Birch in the Dusty Tag Team Cup and retired at the age of 32. Uh, so the hockey player retired at 32? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 32, that's a young age. Uh, teamed with Danny Birch and the Dusty Rhodes. Uh, okay. Mm, yeah, read me back some clues. I'll read you back some Please. clues. Uh, so one-time Tweet of the Week champion, six-time mm-hmm. Stanley Cup champion, Okay, mm-hmm. uh, their entrance music is used by the Capitals as their goal song, and they played four out of the eight games in the 1972 Canada-USSR Summit Series. Mm-hmm. Um, they teamed with Danny Birch in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Cup, and they retired at the age of 32. They won five Stanley Cups. Six Stanley Cups, Six actually. Stanley yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a, lot, a lot of cups. I feel like that has to be like a Montreal Canadian guy. Hmm. That many cups. Hmm. In the seventies, hockey players in the seventies, seventy summit. Let's see, I only know. Yeah. 70s. Well, for no. some reason, they only played four out of the eight games. Yeah, that makes it think like maybe a goalie. Okay. <laughs> Famous Canadian goalies of the 70s. Or wait, not necessarily Canadian. I just, uh, I don't know why I said that. Uh, well, yeah, no, never mind. Canadian I, I, could, I wouldn't be able so to name Canadian. a single person on that USSR team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know about, I don't know about you personally. I uh, I probably couldn't. Yeah. Um, Some Canadian goalies of the 70s. I don't think Hextall's Canadian. Uh, I think he's American. Yeah. Um, let me think more. The so CFO dollar sign Washington Capitals goal song. I'm trying to think when they score. <laughs> they do it a lot. I know. I know it's been a long let, time, yeah. but they do it a lot. They sure uh, do score. <laughs> What's a good song that would be like? Hmm. I know. I, I I knew this one was going to be a tough one. Yeah. I feel. So six Stanley. Uh, can six, you tell me? Can you tell me what NHL team they played? For? Uh, six Stanley Cups. Who do you think? <laughs> Montreal. So yeah. Montreal. Yeah. So who the hell? Because oh, I know. I'm trying to think of famous Montreal goalies. Obviously, Patty Waugh was after that. Yeah, of course. Uh. How many? Jacques Plant. I don't know. Fucking. No, no. It'd be after that. <laughs> Yeah, somewhere in between. Somewhere, those between, two. somewhere between those two. Yeah, trying to think of goal because like, I don't uh, in the game. I don't That's the thing. I guess you're always pl- <laughs> you're always playing as a uh, 
you know, the Leafs. You're never, you're never, you're never taking a look at those dirty Montreal Canadiens teams. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I might have to give up on this. You don't one. have to give up on this one. Okay. Uh, okay. Six six times Stanley Cup champion. You're right. So it is. It is a goalie. Um, mm-hmm. and of course, one time Tweet of the League champion. Who's been the most random Tweet of the Week champion we've had? The most random. The most random one. It was a couple it's weeks hard. back. The answer we were looking for was actually One oh. Lorcan Dryden. Oh, yeah. See, I was thinking Orne Larkin for the one part, but I wouldn't have gotten it. Yeah, I, we were looking for Orne. Because of the Dusty Cup one. Yeah, he was in the Dusty Cup. Yeah, we were, yeah. Orne yeah. Larkin Dryden is what we were looking yeah, for. Yeah, that would have been, yeah. Uh, you I know what? I thought we could stretch it out, but you know what? We're going to refine <laughs> it was good. We're, we're, was... we're gonna refine this game, this trivia, and uh, it's going to come back because that's a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Indeed, indeed. But you still have one more uh, question for me. One last money-related trivia. Perfect. And it just it just kind of all happened to do with Ted DiBiase. Oh. So, but when other when else are we gonna have a chance to do this? So. <laughs> Anyways. probably next year. I'm Money in the Bank. <laughs> no, no, because I'll have a different money. Theme. Oh, per- of course, of course, yes. Yeah, last year was actual Money in the Bank trivia. This year was Ted DiBiase trivia. Perfect. Next year might be like currency. <laughs> might be actual. What's the yeah, name what of the currency in? But anyways, final question. What other... There was another money-related character that teamed up with Ted DiBiase to form Money, Inc. And they won the tag titles three times. Three times. Money, Inc.? Yeah. So Ted DiBiase (sighs) and this man. Yeah, if you can think of any other money-related gimmick. Um, and and (laughs) And what was the year that we said? It was like... Well, they won it three times, so it'd probably be early '90s, early to mid '90s. Right. I really don't yeah. think there is. You know what? I've never heard. I've never heard Money Inc. before. Um, yeah, this other guy. He's not mentioned too much, but if you know him, you know him. If you if you watched back then, uh, the video games. another money. Yeah, another money name. Uh, like I'm pic- I'm picturing something silly, like Mister Million Bucks or something <laughs> like that. Uh, I've got I've got nothing though. I've got nothing. All right, his name was IRS. Which, <laughs> what does it stand uh, stood for? Irwin R. Shyster. <laughs> they call him a shyster? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Lord. Course, yes, the, oh, my Lord. The Internal Revenue Service. Uh, but yeah, he came out with his tie and his overalls and his pants and his briefcase. And <laughs> he was just another money guy. He was like, I'm the IRS. Oh, I'll collect funny. your debt. Yeah. There you go. That's all we got. That's great. Erwin B. Scheister. Um, R. Scheister. R. Scheister. So Erwin B. Scheister. Uh, that's fantastic. What, a, what, another, what another great week of trivia. Yeah, always lots of fun. I gotta say. Um, you know, we gotta transition over, though, because trivia, the fun and games can't last forever because, <laughs> uh, God damn it, we gotta get back to some wrestling. Where well, it's still fun, it's, though, right? Exactly, exactly. But Most the fun and games are over for us because now comes the serious journalism that comes across uh-huh. with the job, and that is reporting back to you what happens on every single TNT AEW Dynamite. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Um, because there's a belt that's coming out. And they got a new belt yeah. coming out. We don't know what it looks like yet. They haven't showed us. 
which is kind of it's kind of cool. The other times they showed you ahead of time. This time it'll be a surprise. Yeah, this it's going to be a surprise. I can't wait. Um, uh, and we got to get to something that. Something else. Yeah, it was also kind of surprising. You might have been confused what show you were watching because it opens. We get a very similar view to the WWE hacker. It was like this chair with a bunch of screens. And then Cody goes and sits down in front of it. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think this was on purpose to kind of be a parody of that? I don't know. It looks. I, I know. I know. I know. It's not like a, 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 a necessarily a WWE original thing, but it looked like almost identical angle and everything. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, no, I don't like AEW. They don't take cheap shots like that. You know. And... <laughs> uh, they they have a couple <laughs> cheap shots, but. Um, Anyways, Cody's sitting at this desk. He kind of just looks over the screens. It kind of shows all the guys in the TNT tournament getting some clips. Good little video package. Mm -hmm. And then we get right into the action. Sammy Guevara is taking on Darby Allen in a TNT tournament quarterfinal. And we got Jericho back on commentary again. Doing a great job as always. Uh, as always. But yeah, Sammy Guevara, though, he attacks Darby during his entrance. We get right into it. Throwing him at the guardrails, all sorts of shit. He grabs a ladder. Sets it across the ring in the barricade, places Darby on it, and then he climbs up to the top rope and hits a huge diving splash onto Allen, onto that unforgiving steel ladder. This was not a gimmicked, breakable. It was a WWE nope. Ladder. This was not. This was no trick, baby. This was no trick. <laughs> this was real steel. Real steel. Feel it. Starring uh, Wolverine. What's his name? Oh yeah. No, that's Blue Steel. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. What's his no, name? No, Blue Steel Zoolander. Uh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw that movie though, but the uh, well, I saw Zoolander, of course. I was about to say what the robot yeah, fighting. You've league. never seen Zoolander? Yeah, the robot fighting, real steel. What's his name? What's the uh, Hugh Jackman? Huge Jackman. Yeah. I was gonna say Gene Hackman. I get their names mixed. It's like it, a it, phonetically, it does sound the same. You're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Gene Although Hackman, uh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Who? <laughs> what? It's like a Norm Macdonald bit. If uh, Gary Oldman was a young man. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly like something you would say. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen. Uh, yeah, he does all this shit before the match can even start. Finally puts him in the ring. But Darby kicks out it too. And then he rips off Sammy's boot and his sock. And he starts twisting that ankle all around, working it over. Uh, but Sammy's fighting back. He's hobbling around on one foot. Darby Allen gets his nose busted open at one point. Mm -hmm. Uh I think Sammy got his mouth busted too. He was kind of maybe had a loose tooth. I don't know. I don't know what was happening. There was uh, yeah. There was a little bit too much blood. Yeah. Uh, Darby goes for his real suicide dive again. As Guevara avoids and Darby just fucking dives headfirst into a barricade, killing himself. And uh, Jericho on commentary gets mad again, saying, "Look at that idiot Pineapple Pete standing around." <laughs> I just hate. <laughs> I love how he hates him. Anytime he sees this Pineapple Pete guy, he just. Yeah, yeah, no, because I think this is still like they filmed. They filmed this weeks ago, I think. Yeah, I think they do a bunch. Yeah, of so we're still on that. Like, like we were saying the other day, or like a couple weeks ago, like Jericho and Shivoni just going nonstop for like ten hours. I bet you know yeah. we're eventually we're gonna hit the <laughs> point where it's Jericho's like last hour <laughs> of, yeah. of being on this huge uh, stretch, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> this might have been it. Who knows? This was fun. Yeah. Uh... Sammy Guevara climbs up to the top rope on his one good foot, and he hits a uh, 6.30. A little bit of a weird, the landing looked a little scary, but he was all right. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. He made it. He made it around. Uh, but uh, he only gets a two pin, or a two count. Darby grabs the rope, and then eventually we get a bunch of quick reversals. Darby applies this leg lock, turns it into a pin, which he calls the Last Supper, and gets a three count. 
kind of a cool. Yeah, that was a cool, yeah, that was a cool uh, cool little pin there. Yeah. Yeah. So Darby Allen he advances to the semifinals to face Cody Rhodes. A man that uh, yeah they have some history together. They do. They do. Matches. They well they had that they had the great match. Uh, one, of, <laughs> one of the first well, great one of one of one the of. first great AEW matches uh, surely. Yes. Yeah. Well yeah the the well executed draw. Yeah. That you don't see too often. And then the and then the sh- then the chair shot heard around the world. You know it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we go to Matt Hardy speaking from his compound. And he talks about uh, how he challenged Jericho and he invited him over for the elite deletion battle, but he didn't get a response. Just an episode of the Bubbly Bunch. <laughs> so, uh, and the only one who mentioned his name was Sammy Guevara. So he invites him instead if Jericho won't accept. But he says maybe Jericho will speak to the vessel of regular Matt Hardy. And then he transforms and we just get real regular Matt this, talking this about normal, Jericho. This normal guy in a t-shirt and jeans. Yeah. No broken accent. Uh yeah, he says he, and Jericho wants to knock off the elite, the pillars of AEW, so he can take it over. But AEW is a platform for the future, and he wants to keep the business alive for the generations that follow. So he says, come on, send Lil Sammy, I'll kick his ass and everyone else in the inner circle until he gets to you. So there you go. And this is exactly, I think this is what happened to Moxley last time, too. Like, to get to Jericho, you do have to go through uh, everybody else. That's how it works. Yeah, yeah, climb the climb the chain. Yeah. Uh, let me go. Kenny Omega is taking on Alan Angels, which I think is somebody who's done this before. I think. Yeah, we've seen him at least once. Yeah, twice, I thought so. Yeah, he gets a couple strikes in, uh, but then Kenny hits him with a big power bomb, followed by the V trigger to get the win. Mm-hmm. No one, he doesn't need the one winged angels. This guy isn't big enough for that. He's good. <laughs> He's good. Uh, <laughs> and then a special treat. We get Orange Cassidy in a rare singles match taking on Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, I don't see don't, after, don't see that every day. Yeah, so of course Havoc attacked him last week, so uh, something there. But uh, then Havoc's cheap shotting him to start the match. He gains control. He's choking Orange Cassidy with his own denim jacket, slamming him to the guardrails, suplex onto the floor. Uh, they mentioned how Jimmy Havoc's only had one loss in 2020, so quietly racking him up on dark, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, so Havoc, he's dominating the first half here. He puts Cassidy's own hands in his pocket, starts beating him up. But then this is when OC makes his comeback. Uh, they're exchanging blows. Then the small crowd's doing the yay and the booze, which is fun. Uh, and, of course, Orange Cassidy's doing his weak little punches. But then he fires up and hits a real big Superman punch. Penelope Ford jumps up on the apron to distract. So Chucky e. T's goes after her, pulls her down, but she lands right into the splits. Perfectly like uh, Melina used to do. Mm. And then Kip Sabian just comes running in, takes out the best friends. Penelope comes up. Uh, she jumps at Orange Cassidy. He avoids. Then he applies his own unique pinning combination on Havoc and gets the three. So our buddy Orange Cassidy wins. Yeah, this fell apart. Um, I, I, I like yeah, Penelope Ford like showing up like what felt like inexplicably sort of feel showing up back on that ring apron, and then Chuck Taylor and then Kip Sabian. I just I, there was a little bit there I didn't understand what the heck was happening. There was a lot of yeah, a lot um, of chaos like I, you know where like the uh, the confident and sarcastic uh, Orange Cassidy that took uh, that took on Pac at Revolution like that is what we want to see. Um, this was more like his, he was kind of jobber squashed, and then it was weird in the middle, and then uh, he does get a win, though, so, okay. Yeah, he does get a win, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, you know, this is the kind of thing that we talked about before, saying, 
uh, they can save them for pay-per-views if they want. And uh, yeah, they kind of just gave it away. But whatever. We still love Orange Cassidy. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we get a video of MJF from his home. Just saying, you know, mankind is going through a tough time right now. The fact that MJF has not been on Dynamite for all of us. Yeah. Uh, but he says, you know, he suffered a terrible hangnail injury when he was doing all that gambling a few weeks ago. <laughs> he has like a little cast on his pinky. It's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, but he will be back and he will rise from the ashes like the Phoenix. Perfect. So we'll see. Yeah, looking forward to that. Yes. Then we get uh, his, uh, his bodyguard, Wardlow. Taking on another perennial jobber, Lee Johnson here. And of course, <laughs> Wardlow just uses his strength, tosses this guy all around, gets the win with his F10. <laughs> the uh, F10, yeah, really yeah. No, this was great. You know, uh, he looks badass. Yeah, just a big, strong, looks like Elias, even bulkier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, he looks good. Uh, and then we get a teaser for, I guess, or yeah, Dark Orders, next recruit, just some failed football player guy. And. Uh, we go to Brody Lee, just kind of speaking to this man. He wants to offer him the strength, the power, the dark water. And he gives him a mask. So, who is this? Is this Gronk? Maybe this is actually Gronk. Is it Gronk? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but then uh, Mr. Brody Lee himself comes out to wrestle. Take it on the next dropper of the week, Justin Law. So, yeah, Lee destroys Law here. Just tosses him around and beats him and uh, with a discus lariat. And then after, Brody Lee stares down Marco Stun again. And then they do announce that Brody versus Marco will take place next week. And then could this be the time of recruitment for poor little Marco? You know, and he's impressionable. He's a little he's kid. A he's little impressionable. Boy, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I could see it, and I'm down with it. Uh, yeah, I mean, after just watching Marco stunt kind of get the shit kicked out of him by Lance Archer, and Jurassic <laughs> Express was nowhere to be seen, you know, maybe it's about time that Marco stunt gets himself some real uh, yeah. guidance in life. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Some protection, some brotherhood. Yeah. Also, yeah. like, uh, you know, the, the uh, Brody Lee, the exalted one, um, was such so long anticipated, you know, and we paid it off, but shouldn't he be doing something a little maybe more important? Uh, like then beating up jobbers or I was gonna say like not recruiting people like I sort of think like you know he's the exalted one boom boom like this guy's power is unwielding and he can he's able to do things but now we're just kind of like oh no he's just he's uh yeah he's just kind of barely maybe recruiting people if he doesn't recruit somebody <laughs> fast then what the fucks uh, what the fucks you know are we all so scared about yeah he should be able to like brainwash you with a single glance or something, you know, at least. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, do, he does need to prove to us that, hey, he's going to make us, he's going to turn you into a believer. Yeah. That's why I, yeah, that's why I'm all for him brainwashing Marco Stunt. Thumbs up, you know? baby. Yeah, let's do that. So hopefully next week he just kills him, takes him away. And the, the next time we see Marco, he's a corrupt young youth. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be fantastic. That'd be a lot of fun. But then we get our next episode of The Bubbly Bunch. The Inner Circle, once again, they're all FaceTiming, and uh, poor Sammy Guevara's all depressed. And Jericho says, hey, I don't know what'll cheer you up. Let's all do the flim flam. Winner gets a prize, a container of hand sanitizer. Mm -hmm. And then we just get a bunch of little TikToks of everyone uh, in the Inner Circle doing their flim flams. Doing their flim flams, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then eventually Sammy gives in. He starts doing backflips, breakdancing, and... Jericho gets mad. He's like, damn it, Sammy. Why you always got to show off? Enjoy your hand sanitizer. <laughs> so there you go. 
Is that tension in the inner circle? Yeah, they're always yeah. There is there is a lot of tension there too, right? I mean, eventually, Chris Jericho's, I mean, not, the, Sammy, Chris Jericho's not the champion anymore, right? He's like, not the champ, and Sammy's showing off. He's doing flips. He's looking sexy. And, <laughs> and what's he gonna do? But uh, yeah, another another fun episode of the Bubbly Bunch. Of course. But then we go to the main event, the other the final of the quarterfinals for the TNT title. Mm-hmm. Dustin Rhodes taking on Kip Sabian. And Dustin announced uh, earlier in the week that he is putting his career on the line in this match. He for no reason. He nobody yeah, asked, no one asked you him to to put your career on the uh, line, Dustin he, Rhodes. He just uh, yeah, he just wanted to raise the stakes himself so he wouldn't underestimate Kip. <laughs> I don't think this step applies for the whole tournament. Neither do match. I, because <laughs> there's no way he's going to beat Lance Archer. I'm not. Th- uh, it's actually kind of funny too. Like uh, the day before this match, he was on. I listened to TSN 1050 radio. Here in Toronto, mm-hmm. and they had Dustin Rhodes on as a guest. No fooling. And bef- and uh, before they had him on, a bunch of the guys they're like in their thirties and stuff. So they they know Gold Dust from the Attitude Era. It's like, oh yeah, you know we're, we're gonna ask him this and ask him that. And then when Dustin came on, he was just like full on kayfabe, kayfabe the show. He's like, oh you know guys, I put my career on the line tomorrow. I'm I'm gonna really need you rooting for me here. And they were just weren't expecting him to be. Oh, <laughs> they wanted they, to like ask him some, they wanted some to questions. Ask him, like, tell he, me about Vince He was just McMahon. selling the match. Yeah, yeah, and he was just selling. He was like, "Oh, you know, guys, you know, uh, yeah, I'm really gonna need to focus on this match. Uh, my career, I just put on the line." No, that so it, that's it was fantastic. But at the same time, though, <laughs> it was funny. At the same time, though, like you know, yeah, you're in your 30s. You uh, you want to ask somebody all of these questions, and also you're a reporter or a journalist at some point. Like as soon yeah. as you, if you realize that, like if 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 let's say Mike, you were ever given the opportunity to talk to Dustin Rhodes somehow, yeah, and then <laughs> when your conversation with him starts, you get oh. He's not breaking character right now. I, I would lean so hard into that. Uh, oh yeah! I oh I my god! I'd pl- it, I, that'd make be it even. so much fun. You're doing like a promo with a with a legend. Uh, that's what they said the next day. The guy was like, "I oh, man, I really wish I would. I would have just gone mean Gene on him." And you, you, it would have been so <laughs> fun. Exactly. Just because uh, yeah. you know how do you, they were talking about like, oh, you're you know your father Dusty, your brother Cody, and you know over and they were just. Yeah, yeah. No, I guess you know you would have to really pivot, right? Maybe they maybe they had some kind of management telling them. Uh, what they should or should yeah. not do, but uh, but damn, uh, it was fun though. Yeah. Good tie-in promotion because they played on TSN mm-hmm. here in Canada. But uh, yeah, anyways, on to the match. Dustin was out here. Uh, he's got Brandy in his corner because Kip's got that Penelope causing shenanigans. She was been uh, causing shenanigans all night. Yeah, these past few weeks, she's been all over the place. Jesus uh, Christ! But Dustin though, looking great still. Age fifty-one. He's showing he still got it. Uh, Kip's in control for a while. Dustin hits a big spine buster to start his comeback. Uh, Kip Sabian tries to distract the ref at one point. So Penelope gets in, but Brandy goes in after her, hits a big spear to take her out. So after all this, Dustin hits a code red destroyer, and he gets the win off that. So someone finally gets a pin off a Canadian destroyer. Yeah, no, very, very rarely. That's like <laughs> the destroyer is the best move to kick out it's of. It's such a damn good move. Because <laughs> it's, it's such a damn good move. So when somebody kicks out of it, it's just like holy yeah, shit! Big pop, huge pop. But not this time. Not this time. Dustin. And Dustin's been doing like one of these every two weeks. He kind of like I yeah. feel like he works. It's like up his to new. It. He he learned it this past year. He's like I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. No, every two weeks. Not every. Not every, every time. <laughs> not every. Uh, so yeah, Dustin. He advances to the semifinals to face uh, Lance Archer. So good luck. Good, good luck. luck. Is the bracket still leaning towards Lance Archer Cody being? Uh, is the bracket? I mean, still, that's the way. It's still built that way. It's built that way, okay. but they could swerve us. Uh, of course RBB they, of, of course they could. No, I just, uh, yeah. I, 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 can't remember just what it looked like. 
Yeah. Okay. But uh, I think the safe bet, though, would be Lance Archer in the finals either way. Yes, of course. Well, the way he, the way he's yeah. been just running, rummaging through this. Uh, this <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> boy, Jake the Snake, yeah. watching from home. Exactly. Cheering him on. But, uh, yeah, there was your dynamite. We're halfway through this title tournament. Halfway through this title tournament and halfway through our Wednesday night action because the Wednesday night war continues over uh, on NXT. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's some good wrestling. So NXT. Watch and see. Gotta tap out a count out. One, two, three. Yeah, we just cut. Smash cut to. Yeah, cut right there. We don't know what happened because uh, the NXT locker room's trashed and Finn Balor's gone missing. He's MIA. MIA, missing in Balor. AWOL. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> missing in AWOL. Uh, Finn Balor, yeah, he's gone. He was supposed to face the Velveteen Dream tonight. But uh, yeah, since he's not here, Regal has removed him from the match due to being abducted. So one odd, one odd reason too. Yeah. Like you've never heard of that. Couple that suspects. Abdu- could it be abduction. Ca- could it be Carrion Cross? Could it be this Luchador gang? We don't know. Um, I yeah, we we have no idea. Just wait until next week when we find could out that uh, when we see the video footage of Finn Balor yeah. walk, walking walking through the apart walking through the uh, parking lot, uh, and then he's gonna get jumped. That's what's gonna happen. Well, the hacker has the footage somewhere. Oh yeah, is he gonna is he gonna come into play? Can we? It would be nice know. to see him know. just kind of pop up there, like, "Hey guys, I'm I'm fucking with stuff over here too," and then he kind of yeah. kind of like dips away. Uh, yeah. So then Velveteen Dream comes out and he mocks Balor's entrance, doing the whole Wah! pose on the ropes. <laughs> uh, and he says, "I've been stood up by a demon, Finn Balor." Calls him Balor. I don't know if he's just. I, I yeah. You know, yeah, but uh, so Adam Cole comes out. And he says, you know, people assumed that Dream versus Balor was an unofficial number one contender match. But now that Balor's not here, you can dream on. You'll never be NXT champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I don't know what happened to Finn. But uh, what will happen to you is this. And then Roddy and Bobby Fish jump Velveteen Dream. Adam Cole comes in. They're beating him three on one. Until Keith Lee comes out to, to make the save. He clears the ring. They got to stick together. They got to stick together. Um... Wild. What was happening? <laughs> what What is happening? Um, I don't know. I like it, though. I like this mystery mystery angle. Who attacked? Who killed Finn Balor? Yeah, who killed Finn Balor? <laughs> uh, go, it's going, trying to be one of the plots of the year. Yeah, it was this weird, like, throwing everything together. And I guess, like, we have a main event kind of consisting of these players later. Yeah. Well, even more. Crazy. It gets even more wild. But we'll get there. We got another tag match to take care of. Shotzi Blackheart teaming up with Tegan Knox, taking on Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shotzi got her tank back. Love that. Tank. Got a little tank back. Yeah, mm-hmm. she looks great. She continues to look great here. Her and Tegan working well together. Uh, eventually, everything breaks down. Knox and Kai take each other out, and then Raquel hits a big one-armed powerbomb on Shotzi to get the win. Her first. Is that her first win? No, of course you would. Yeah, of course you. So. Oh, I think I think you would know that now that now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, but there you go. So uh, yeah, Shotzi though, she'll get she'll get it back. Yeah, she will. She will. Uh, this looked great though. Another good one. Yeah. Uh, but now we got a cruiserweight tourney group A match. We got Jake Atlas taking on Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick. Um, yes, the man who's been released and was uh, he not a victim of the releasing? 
He was. And I think I mentioned last week his emotional promo on Twitter, the which they played down, here. The breakdown, the, uh, the, the, the tearful the sorrows heard around the world, folks. Yeah. So is this a work or is this Mike, real life? I'm being... glad you used the those words. The shoot meter is flying on this one. Yes, this, this, so this, uh, so Drake Maverick and Sarah Logan are the only two that make me think maybe they're still around or maybe they plan on, I don't know what the deal is, but this is full on storyline. I mean, not full on storyline, but they're using it as a storyline, whether this was, I don't know. But I'm behind. It makes you they be behind. Built, they built this video package like this match was, you know, he was like, my whole career is based on this match. But at the same time, WWE probably rarely acknowledges somebody who was just released, let alone yeah. given a video package uh, to um, to say that, you know, and he was on the bump, one of their like off, you know, kind of yeah, like off after. schedule shows or whatever they have. Uh, Mike, the shoot meter's flying. I don't think Drake Maverick got fired. Yeah, it's... Uh... Because he's still got at least two more matches to or go. Or maybe as well, he so. did get fired, but then they have since rescinded on that offer or let go, yeah. released whatever it is. Maybe, but I think I think this is not the last we've seen of Drake Maverick. No, I don't think so either. And uh, even for some of the others, I think will come back as well. Mm. But yeah, this there's too much storylines going on. Even it's if he odd. Doesn't win the it is odd. But uh, yeah. Anyways, Drake he's focused. This is the most serious we've seen him in a long time. He puts up a good fight here against Jake Atlas. They climb up to the top rope. Drake goes for a Hurricane Rana, but Atlas just holds on. So Drake falls hard to the mat. And then Atlas hits this really cool cartwheel along the top rope into a DDT onto Drake. And he gets the win, earning himself a point. So Drake, he's down. He needs to go two for two, I think, in his next matches to stand a chance. Oh, boy. Yeah, so even more underdog storyline yeah, going Well, on. hey, you know, I'm... If he loses the next match, then it might just be not a work. <laughs> then it's not a work. But until then, <laughs> until that moment comes. Yeah. Shooting all we'll over see. the place, yeah. But uh, we got more cruiserweight tourney action here. Kushida taking on Tony Nice. Another good back and forth. Uh, and just like the ma- last match, they fight up to the top rope. Kushida hits a little Spanish fly into a Sakamara lock. Gets the submission victory and a point in his group. So he's picking up steam these last little while, Kushida. He's finally winning a bunch of matches in a row. Yeah, winning a bunch of matches in a row because, uh, shit, man, we just haven't seen him ever. Yeah, they brought him in and he did nothing for don't, months. Don't think he's ever had a match on a pay-per-view, that's for sure. No. Um, you know, just so getting through this round robin could be a great, <clears throat> uh, just could be great for him. Yeah, yeah. so let's see. Uh, then we get a quick little promo for Karrion Cross and Scarlet. Just kind of saying the doomsday is upon NXT. So we'll see soon. Hopefully soon we'll get a good look at them in person. Um, yes, because we are we are yet to see them in a non-shadowy uh, <laughs> light. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, and then we get this uh, video from in- inside the Gargano household. As Johnny and Candice are they're at dinner just talking about all they've done in NXT and how they built this place and you know Candace she always put all the other women over and all this bullshit and uh Candace also has this new look like purple and gray hair dark lipstick mm-hmm. yeah she she's cool. uh she's uh, like a dark witch she's turned i like it yeah looks good mm-hmm. that bubblegum baby face got her nowhere so i know well i mean she, her, her i know Johnny Gargano's evil so let's make uh Candace yeah. LeRae evil also <laughs> exactly the uh yeah, I don't want to say it. Uh, okay. Mia Yim 
taking on Jesse Kamea. Uh, yeah, just kind of an easy, easy win here. Mia Yim hits uh, the protect your neck, gets the win. I don't think I, I don't think I've seen this other person before. I don't think. Yeah, I don't yeah, uh, know much about her, but uh, whatever. Charlotte Flair comes out after. Perfect. Nice. Finally, I'm yeah, sucked nice. back in. Uh, nice of you to stop by on NXT. Charlotte. <laughs> uh, she says, you know, uh, out of the deepest division in WWE, I want to match with you first, Mia. So I hope you want it too. And Yim says, yeah, you know what? I've watched you grow into the queen you are this last few years, and I would be honored to be in that ring with you. So, And Charlotte acknowledges that five years ago, Mia Yim helped her become a star, and she's always been a good hand. And next week, I can help finally make you one, too. It's a bit of a backhanded compliment, but that should be a good match. Let the main event give them 20 minutes. Yeah, and you know Charlotte. Charlotte said it right off the bat, right? This is the this is the deepest division in WWE. Is this women's, women's this women's scene stacked. on NXT? It's fucking stacked. Uh, so, you know, and just excited for fresh matches. Yeah, yeah, tons of yeah, so many, so much potential. Uh, and then we get to another cruiserweight tourney match. We got gentleman Jack Gallagher take it on El Hijo del Fantasma. Fantasma. Yeah. yeah. No way Vince will let him keep that full name. So. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised. Fantasma. Yeah, as soon as Vince McMahon becomes aware of who that person is, <laughs> yeah. uh, he will get he will get halved, at least. Yeah, but uh, he's a well-known in the lucha world. His, his father is legendary Fantasma. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, Mean Jack Jalloc. Gallagher with all his new tattoos we mentioned before. Yeah, he's looking. He look, he's uh, looking pretty hard out there. Yeah, you never see him anyway, so it, some people might be shocked. Like, wow, look at all this ink. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, Gallagher. He's a small guy, but he doesn't really do much high flying. He's more of a submission style. Yeah, Matt Matt uh, wrestler, one could say. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Phantasma. Eventually, he hits this nice Samoan driver to get the win and a point in his group. So good, good win for his debut there. Mm-hmm. And then after the match, Phantasma's being interviewed in the war zone, the NXT parking lot. <laughs> Don't! Stay away! Oh my <laughs> god! Uh, like, how many times do we have to tell you? It's almost like it's a joke now. Or like, you know, I just picture them sitting there in the writer's room. They're in on being it. Like, they're writers in there like, fuck, okay, so we need him to get jumped. Where do we make it happen? <laughs> and they all just like look at each other and just like, the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Write it down. It's the place. Uh, so he's there, he's getting interviewed, and then the, the Lucha gang van just pulls up, they come out, they try to abduct Phantasma, but he manages to fight them off, and they drive away empty-handed. But was this all just a ploy? I think he could be the one behind it, who knows? Hmm, I think so. I don't know, but, uh, either way, this, this abduction angle continues. Of course, everyone's just getting fucking <laughs> abducted, and in the time of social distancing, everybody is getting abducted. Yeah. Well, at least they were wearing masks. At least they were wearing masks. But let's go to the main event. We got the team of Velveteen Dream teaming up with Keith Lee to take on Adam Cole and Roddy Strong, representing the Undisputed Era. Uh, Dream has a new NWO-inspired shirt, which says OVA, O-V-A. Yeah, I like that. Dream That's Ova. pretty cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, go to WWEshop.com. <laughs> yes. Use the coupon code SHOOTBROTHERS. <laughs> See what happens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking see what happens. But, I don't know. Let's. Uh, it could work. Uh, so this match starts in chaos. Bobby Fish is causing trouble on the outside. So the ref just says, you know what? Get out of here. He kicks him out. But then Damian Priest shows up 
And he nails Keith Lee with a nightstick right in the throat. Twice. So Lee can't breathe. His larynx might be crushed. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's out. Dream's on his own. So uh, Strong and Cole, they're all over the Dream. Until Dexter Loomis, of all people, yes. comes out. Of, of all yes, people? Sorry. Of all people. The silent serial killer. Maybe he's the one beside Finn's death. Could be <laughs> the death um, of Finn Balor. May he rest so in peace. Dex- yeah, so a nice surprise here. Loomis is there. He replaces Lee. Velveteen Dream hits a Dream Valley driver on strong, and then Dexter reaches out for a tag. He makes the tag. The ref allows it, so Dexter's <laughs> the in the ref match. allows it. <laughs> That's the best yeah, part. Dexter's just raining blows on the Undisputed Era. He's running wilds. Bobby Fish comes back out, so Dexter takes him out, tags in the Dream. Uh, hits a Topekin hero to take out Fish and Strong. Mm-hmm. And then back in the ring, Velveteen hits the purple Rainmaker elbow onto Adam Cole to get the win. He has pinned the NXT champion. And a weird ally of Dexter Loomis. This was very interesting. I loved it. Yeah, very, Is he a face? Is he just doesn't give a fuck? Yeah, weird for Dexter Loomis to be thrown in there. Um, you know, uh, Keith Lee, Damian Priest, maybe robbing us. Uh, of a match, kind of uh, maybe yeah. what could have, but, uh, what could have up. been, but setting up something that could be even better. Yeah, and I dig this this Loomis man. He's uh, he's out of nowhere these past three weeks. There, they obviously see something in him, and he doesn't even celebrate the win. He just stares at Dream from the outside with his serial killer with his, eyes, with his with his unrelenting gaze. Uh, I love it. Yeah, the mustache and the eyes is just perfect. He's great. No, he's uh, um, he's gonna be, he's gonna be one to watch. I'd love it if uh, and we don't know what he is. Is he babyface? Is he heel? I don't know what he doesn't. I like the idea of a heel who hates heels and he just beats up all the heels. Like he does like, healy shit to yeah, heels, but he goes in against the bad guys. I like that, yeah. like an odd Robin Hood. Because <laughs> Finn Balor is technically a heel, and maybe he took him up tonight, like I said. That's a good point. Because it was supposed to be Finn versus Dream, and this whole match wouldn't have happened. Yep. So, who knows? But uh, that was NXT, another fun episode. Another great episode. Um, both companies now have settled into the new format. and yeah. uh, The Empty Arena era. The Empty Arena is. era, as it will forever be known. Um, yeah. and, uh, and, and and now they've, you know, the kinks have been worked out. The production, the set has been put in place. Uh, things are really Things are really going back on the up. I gotta yeah, say. yeah, we're getting storylines are progressing. We're getting good wrestling and promos. Characters are being pushed. It's all good. It's all good. But that was Wednesday night. You know, uh, that was Wednesday Night Wars and the rest of the show. So I think it's about time that, Mike, you and I give our Wrestlers of the Week. It's the Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. And there was a lot of wrestling this week. Um, unlike other weeks, we had so many money, we had so many qualifiers for things, things in tournaments. Uh, but Mike, I gotta get my wrestler of the week. I was going off about this earlier. Uh, Sonia Deville. Sonia Deville crushed it on the mic this week. Uh, it was really compelling what she was saying. Uh, this was a lot of fun. And like I said, man, just great mid-card woman's action. Uh, and they're doing one hell of a job down there. The two of them. I mean, that whole storyline's been a lot of fun. But Sonia Deville, uh, you're, t- you're taking the cake this week. Hell yeah. yeah. 
Um, yes, my week. There's tons of great matches. Tons of great matches. Uh, for me, it came down to two women as well. Uh, the runner-up. Last week's champion, Zelina Vega. Mm -hmm. I almost gave her to her this week Ooh, for yeah, being so great been, she's again. She's been climbing up the uh, the ladder. She's yeah, she's basically the top heel on Raw right she's now. She's pretty much the top heel on Raw. I got to give a thumbs up. Uh, but no, I am going to go with this week's wrestler of the week by unanimous decision. Sonia Deville. Look at that. that. Excellent promo. She did show the fire behind the desire. And uh, yes, I've always been a fan of hers and yeah, this could be a nice singles run for her. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we will see. Between her and Mandy, uh, great things are on the horizon for a lot of the women on NXT, on uh, on AEW. The things are looking up all over the place. Yeah, we love it. Well, that was the show. That I was the whole podcast. You know, it was the whole week. Rate, review, like, and subscribe because we're everywhere. Um, we probably have like two weeks until another pay per view. It's gonna be. It's so nice. Yeah, I think yeah. Maybe so this three. time I am, I'm yeah. Now the wait also seems almost seems too long. There's nothing yeah, going on. Yeah, now yeah. New, usually we're pumping out a show every five days uh, yeah. around this time because we would have been to Saudi or Australia yeah. or something. <laughs> Previews, reviews, takeovers, yeah, reviews, all sorts of stuff. But uh, but that's not uh, the case. We have a couple more weeks, and very much looking forward to this year's uh, Money in the Bank. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, going to be a spectacle. It's going to be great. It's going to be one hell of a match. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait till next week, though. We'll be back when we talk about more wrestling action. Mike, you take care of yourself. You got to stay safe out there, bud. Oh, yeah. Two.